Hello, my name is Selena. And my name's Theoni, and you are listening to Piping Hot. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Piping Hot. We are so excited for you to be here. Um, it's been a hot second since it, we've chatted. I know. Well, the thing is, is for you guys, it's been a week. But for yeah. Selena and I, we kind of had a weird gap between recording, but we're here. Yes. Um, yeah. How's, how's your life been in the... Not that I haven't talked to you, but like... Yeah. No. Yeah. How's everything <laughs> <No>. going? <laughs> it's been good. It's been good. Um, I went back to Wisconsin for Labor Day weekend, uh, nice. which was fun. I hung out with my siblings and we went swimming and just played board games. So it was nice to like see them because I don't think I've seen... Oh, wait. Maybe I have seen them all. And like the last time I saw them was like June or July or something. So okay. it was just nice to like go back home and hang out with them and catch up. So, but yeah, no, it was, it was nice. Nice. Yeah. What about you? What did you do for Labor Day weekend? Did I ask you that? I don't know uh, if I did. I did nothing. <laughs> okay. No, I worked Labor Day. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I really haven't been up to much. I mean, I've been going out to like little things with my friends or like nice. some of my work friends and I went to this like bowling, like game, live music kind of place in Charlestown, which is really cool. It's nice. called Urban Wild. Um, gone out to dinner, lunch, breakfast. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, I feel like I haven't been doing a ton. I don't know. Yeah. I've been like... I don't know. I've been chilling, which I think is good. I've just, that, yeah. Yeah, that is good. And I will say, I don't know about you, over by you, but like definitely here in Minnesota, it's getting a lot cooler mm. and I am living for it. I think nope. I've learned, I've learned this year that I am not a summer girl. Like I, me and the heat don't I've, mesh well. I, I've been telling people this. I've been <laughs> telling people this. Like everyone's like, oh, I love summer. Like, blah. I'm like, why do you like to no. sweat? Yeah, I can't do humidity. I fully yeah. cannot. It's been so hot here. I went to the Noah Khan concert this past week. Yeah, and it was an outdoor venue, and it was like in the eighties, and like wow. so humid. I was like literally dripping in sweat. Like I looked disgusting. Oh my gosh, mm -hmm. dang. Yeah, yes. no, I I broke out my sweatpants for the first time this week. Wow, because it's been like that nice chilly fall kind of vibe, and I'm like, I am living for this. Like this is this is my time. This is my yeah. time. <laughs> so nice. that's been really nice. Yeah. Yeah. I love fall time, but it's yeah. been raining so much here. And I think it's going to be like that this whole next week because of the like, hurricane and stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, I like rain. I would take rain. Yeah, I don't mind rain, but I don't love hurricanes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's I'll you. be real. <laughs> I'll be real with you. <laughs> um, another thing, too. I don't think I told you this, but I have signed up to take scuba diving lessons. Girl, what? <laughs> Wait, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Tell me more. I, so, like I said, I went home for the Labor Day weekend and we were swimming. We went to, like, a little tiny, like, beach or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and my sister and her fiancé, they do scuba diving, like, all the time. Like, it's crazy. Um, and so they had their goggles with them and we were swimming and I was just having like a good old time. Like I was Aww. living my best life. Also though, like I haven't swam in a really long time and I forget how much I miss it because I yeah. used to do it a lot it's as so a kid. Fun. Yeah. So I was like, oh my gosh, like let's, like they were trying to convince me to like do scuba diving lessons because um, they are getting married in Mexico in December. Oh. And so they're like, oh my gosh, you should do 
scuba diving lessons and then come dive with us in Mexico because they plan on doing a bunch of different scuba diving stuff while they're in Mexico. Oh, and that's I was like, so cool. Yeah, and I was like, well, I might as well because like I was having a lot of fun swimming. Yeah. And so I was like, I don't know. I didn't think it'd just be like fun. The course is really quick. Like it's yeah. it'll be fine. And plus like diving in Mexico, I think would be really, really cool. So Yeah, that's awesome. Look at you. Like yeah. life experiences. I love I know. it. Is Jack going to do it as well? No, he's not, okay. which is totally fine. I'm yeah, trying to yeah. convince my younger brother to do it, mm -hmm. but I don't know if he's going to do it. But um, but yeah, it'll just be another it'll be a fun fact for me. I'm just like, yeah. I'm scuba dive certified like I can do no, I think it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Like I feel like that's what life is about. Like why not do things like that, you know? Yeah, and I think it was interesting too because I was talking to Jack maybe like last month or something that like, yeah, we're done with school and now we're like a full-fledged adult, but that doesn't mean you can stop like learning or stop exploring different hobbies. And yeah. so I think that that part of it at least is what also pushed me to do scuba diving because I'm like when was the last thing last time I did something fun and new and I'm like oh probably before the freaking pandemic yeah you know? literally <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah I'm I'm excited I'm a little nervous though because like I said it's getting cold here mm -hmm. and they do two lake dives and the water is oh. getting so cold so fast so I'm like I'm gonna try to do it as quick as I can but yeah it's gonna be cold. <laughs> I remember I did the polar plunge in like high school, and I jumped into like a frozen lake, and I just no, 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 I can't do that. It was I for can't charity. Do that. That's like in the middle yeah. of winter, though. Like that's mm -hmm. that's the thing. Like I can't. No, no. Well, yeah, literally. <laughs> so what are you drinking? Is that what we do next? Yes. Or do you have any other do. life updates? My brain no. is jumping around. No, you're good. I don't have any other life updates. Do you okay. have any other life updates? No. Okay. Coolio, what am I drinking? So I am drinking a smoothie. It's um the regular smoothie that I make, like Greek yogurt, mixed berries, mm -hmm. all the good nice. stuff. Yeah. What about you? Um, I don't have a drink. I kind of <laughs> forgot, honestly. That's okay. Yeah. So I might have to pause and go get a water or something. But yeah, I yeah. had coffee at the restaurant and some water so i'm not feeling super thirsty nice not in that way at least <laughs> i mean i wasn't asking about it that way but cool it's just a joke i know it's i just know a joke. I know. <laughs> all right what are you reading watching listening consuming so you guys uh, <laughs> okay i finished reading sabrina's book sabrina You have to keep that in because you know my Your sister, sister is going to be like, oh, yeah. she's yeah. going to be like, I got a shout out from the Theoni Cole. <laughs> oh my God. I'm so sorry. I don't know why I said that. I really don't. Oh no, honestly, you wouldn't be surprised at how many times we used to get mixed up all the time. Really? As a kid, because it was so close to each other, like Sabrina Selena. Like it was just like, yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I know your name is Selena for the record. So anyways, you guys, um, I finished reading Selena's book 
and I loved it. I literally, it. I was going slow the first few chapters because, like, I feel like that's the case with like any fantasy book you read. Yeah. Because it's like you're trying, especially the first one in the series, because like oh, you're getting yeah. used to the world and like all that stuff. But yeah. then once I like got into it, I read it so fast, like <laughs> it's so nuts. Fast. Yeah. I was like. I was hoping I'd get a break from like writing and revising with you reading it, mm-hmm. but you finished it so fast that I'm like, I'm back here again yeah. revising. <laughs> I know, and yeah, so I I really enjoyed that, and I put my focus towards that. I'm gonna start a new book soon called The Makeup Test, but again, I've been in this weird reading slump so I'm just I think I'm just gonna force myself to get back into it because I know I'll enjoy it but it's just like my brain capacity for anything has been so low yeah that makes sense yeah I calculated it and it took you 12 days to read my book like I'm like not even two weeks you could have given me two weeks of freedom (laughs) I'm kidding (laughs) that's so funny no but like I'm like that was like good books so at least you can be like oh I it's a good book I mean, maybe. Like, I, I told you before that, like, you reading it so quick made me really nervous. Like, that made me I know. really, really nervous. I don't but know like, why. I think that's such a good, that's, like, a good nervous in my eyes because it's, like, if I didn't like it, it would be really hard for me to get through. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I guess. I mean, logically, that makes sense, but a part of me still, it's like, yeah. oh, my God. It, I don't know. It I makes me weird it out. Yeah, so. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. What are you what reading? Have I've been reading. So I read Practice Makes Perfect by Sarah Adams. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I've read that. I don't – well, it's a part of, like, the When in Rome series thing. Well, I read When in Rome. Yes, yeah. I, I do remember you telling me about that. But what um, Practice Makes Perfect is, like, technically the second book in that mm. world or whatever. I wasn't feeling it for the first half of the novel. Like, it was honestly kind of hard to get through. Mm-hmm. But then the second half was, like, way better. Okay, which, like, nice. I had no cl- – I was like, why – why is it literally so much better in the second half? Because I almost, yeah. like, stopped reading it. Because I was like, wow. what? Like, what is happening? Like, I don't understand. Like, the pacing was kind of weird in the beginning, too. So maybe that was what mm. was putting me off. Threw you off, yeah. Yeah. But then the second half was great. So I was nice. like, okay, okay, that's good. So that's that's good. good, yeah. I will say it was a fade to black, and I was pissed off. <laughs> no, that's all of Sarah Adams's books. No! I just, like, no. I don't like that. I really don't like. Yeah, that. at least give me something. Like I don't need details, did but you cannot. Kiss? Yes, <laughs> yes. Like I, I can't. Like, did they was... use their lips? Like just say something. Yeah. Like Girl. honestly, if she like straddled him, that's all I need. I don't even need anything else. Like you can tell me that just she sat nice in his straddle lap. and you're good yeah. to go. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. But nothing, and I was so mad. So, um, <laughs> but then. Last night, I just finished Ebony Gate by Julia V. and Ken Beeble, which is an adult contemporary fantasy. Mm-hmm. And it was okay. okay. I was a little disappointed because it was one of my, like, anticipated reads for this year. Mm. And it just fell so flat. Like, oh, I sad. don't... I do not understand. Like, it was... It was so, uh, like, frustrating. Like, I just, mm. like, I couldn't get invested. The plot literally didn't make sense. The pacing was so slow, even though they try to make the stakes, like, very high and intense. But I'm like, yeah. it doesn't feel like no. that. 
And so I was just really disappointed because I really wanted to like this book. So dang. I'm yeah. sorry. I know. It's okay. It's okay. Well, I don't know what I'm going to read next, but I'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what are you watching? I feel like I've been watching a bunch, but I don't fully remember. Yeah. Obviously, I'm still watching Always Sunny so that you can just, like, <laughs> expect. Yeah. Um, I watched this interactive movie on Netflix with my roommate called Choose Love. I've seen that on TikTok. It's so horrid like that, that movie is just so bad and so cringy but it's like so funny it was like oh god we were laughing because like we would make her make the most like questionable horrible decisions <laughs> but then we'd be like bitch why are you doing that and it's like wait we made you do that yeah like, yeah, yeah yeah um but yeah so that that was kind of fun oh my um, gosh yeah i watched my big fat greek wedding the other day nice. with a couple of my roommates because the third one came out this weekend so i gotta go see it soon yeah yeah i've been keeping up with like only murders in the building season three nice there could have been something else but honestly i don't fully remember so, okay yeah Very how about nice. you what have you been watching so Jack and I are Sorry. currently watching. <laughs> I had to fix my hair. I love it. I love it. Um, Jack and I are currently watching the live action One Piece show on Netflix. Mm. And it's actually really good. Like, nice. I, I feel like anime translated to live action is always, always iffy. And mm. I think they did a good job, especially making it a TV show, first of all, versus like a movie. Sure. Um. But the thing is, too, that, like, even though it's live action, it's still very anime. So, like, uh, if you're not familiar with anime, I think it might be hard to, <laughs> to watch. watch. Yeah, because yeah, it is still very anime to its core. But it's it's yeah. super fun. I'm very impressed with it. Um, but, yeah, that's been, that's been really nice. fun. I'm still watching new episodes of the anime My Perfect Marriage as it, like, airs. Nice. And then I did finish the Korean drama Celebrity on Netflix. Oh, how is that? It was okay. The ending okay. was so stupid. I think Ugh. I think what happened is that they realized that there were two different plot lines and they mm. tried to like intertwine them but not directly. Okay. Yeah, but then at the end like the two plot lines didn't get solved at the same time. Mm -hmm. So like one plot line was solved and then the last one they had to complete and it was just really we like yeah discon what's disconjoint yeah something like that yeah it was just weird and yeah. but i will say the love interest the love interest was really really hot so that okay, was nice love that yeah right mm -hmm. <laughs> that don't gotta make sense as long as he's a hottie yeah exactly yeah. and his love language was acts of services so it was like yes. okay you were like i that is everything i was like i, need. I was like Thank you. yes you can take care of yeah. me don't ask again like <laughs> you don't have to ask <laughs> Um, can I share with our listeners what you DM me on Instagram the other day? Is that yes. okay? Yes. You guys, <laughs> Selena made me scream. So we, I, <laughs> I sent Selena this picture of Sabrina Carpenter and Taylor Zakar Perez at yeah. Joey King's wedding. Yes. They both look so good and so I good. need them to date and be together forever, yeah. okay? So, like, let me just read you our conversation, okay? <laughs> I said they need to date. Selena said, OMFG, I thought that was a fake edit, but it's real. OMFG, I love it. I'm obsessed with them. And I said, right, they were at Joey King's wedding. Like, they're magic. And then Selena said, like, why does he look so smug but so hot? Ugh. And then I said, literally. And then Selena said, their personalities look so t well together, though. Yeah. As if we know them personally. <laughs> 
And then I said, it makes me want to touch him, LMFAO. And then Selena said, ha, 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 same, ugh. And then I said, yes, their personalities do mesh so well. And then Selena said, I want to touch all of him. And then I said, I'm jealous of Henry and Sabrina, fictional and real people. And then Selena said, ha, 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 like, I just need to be friends with him. He seems so fun and good in bed, but that's not the point. And then, <laughs> and then I said, ha, ha, I want to be his friend, too. I'll be his anything made shoe. Wait, what? Whatever I was typing didn't make any sense. And then Selena said, ha, 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 OMFG. And then <laughs> Selena said, does he need a dog? Question mark, question mark, question mark. I can bark. <laughs> I don't know why, but that <laughs> killed me. Does he need a dog? Because I can bark. Yeah. <laughs> woof, woof, motherfucker. Woof. Oh my God. <laughs> like, so he anyways. looks so good. Yeah. Like, both of them, first of all, look so good at the wedding. He can I just... Uh, like, it's, it's insane. Like, he seems fake to me. Like, oh, he's he literally... Fake. If I saw him in real life, I would die. Same. Actually. Like, garish. I just... <laughs> he looks so good. They look woof, so good. Woof. Okay. <laughs> what? Um, anything else you're watching? <laughs> okay. Um, what are you listening to? Um, so, I've been listening to what we're going to talk about today. Mm -hmm. But lately, there have been a few tracks that I've been putting up on cue for my Spotify mm. whenever I go to the gym or whenever I'm driving in the car. Whatever yes. you're about to say, add them to the playlist. Okay, I'm sorry. I suck at that. I will. I will. Okay. okay. The first one is On My Mama by Victoria Monet. Have you okay. heard of it? Nope. It's so good. It's so good. Love it, love it, love it. Like, nice. I'm so obsessed with it. And then the next one is That's Not How It Works by Charlie Puth featuring Sabrina Carpenter and Dan and Che, which I know oh. it's, like, a little – I think it came out, like, earlier this summer. So it mm -hmm. is a little old, but honestly, like, it slaps, and I love it. Nice. And then the other one that I've been listening to is Versions of Me by Anita. So mm. good. So. Okay, look at you having yeah. some new music. I know. <laughs> uh, Want to know what I've been listening to? Have you been listening to Addison Ray? I have. Yeah. <laughs> I hate myself. But um, I've also been listening to a lot of Kelly Clarkson. But Ooh, okay. I have also been listening to Spinning by Madison Beer, mm. which is pretty good. Nice. Um, and I've been listening to Honey, Are You Coming by Mona Skin. Mon <gasps> yeah, Mon yeah, yeah. Yep. I have been listening to Shy Boy by Carly Rae Jepsen, which Love. is like a bop. And then also Cut by Tori Kelly. So nice. a few new ones. Wow. Which is good. Look at us. Look at us, finally. <laughs> yeah, oh really. <laughs> um, but yeah, so some fun new stuff. Very nice. What are you consuming? Well, today for breakfast, I had a waffle with Nutella and strawberries and bacon yum. and potatoes. And oh, yesterday I went to a Greek food festival in Somerville. So I had Ooh. some pastito and some lemon potatoes, which were really, really good. Nice. Um, my roommate got um, moussaka and spanakopita. And then my other roommate got a gyro. So. Nice. Yeah. Oh, it was so, so good. good. And then I got lukuma this for dessert, which is like fried dough balls with like honey Yum. and like walnuts and stuff. Fuck me up. Wow, bro. you've been eating good. Yeah. No. <laughs> Really. <laughs> I gotta eat like healthy the rest yeah. of this week. Yeah. yeah, but it was so yummy. Nice. What have you nice. been eating? Consuming. Um, I had Chipotle the other day. 
but Risky. I've been I know <laughs> I know but I've been trying to like eat better because like mm-hmm. Vegas really messed me up and then mm-hmm. Labor Day really messed me up so I'm trying mm. to like get back onto like eating pretty healthy but it's hard because I have just been craving like so much so (laughs) fair enough yeah uh should we dive into pop culture yes we have a lot for you guys today we do so So we'll just go back and forth and get going yeehaw yeah do you want to start sure okay so r.i.p jimmy buffett mr margaritaville yeah yeah I never really listened to his music, and neither did my parents, but, like, yeah. Margaritaville was in jury duty, so that's pretty yeah. sad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, um, but, yeah. It is weird. Like, we were talking about this last week as well, but yeah. it's, like, all these, like, legendary people have I been, know. like, passing away. It's just wild. I know. It is. Yeah. yeah. All right. My first one is that Sophie Turner and Joe Jonas are getting a divorce, which, honestly... I have been, like, I was in denial about it for the first couple of days. And then yeah. when she set out that, like, um, that statement on her Instagram from both of them, I was like, oh, now it's true. Like, yep. I, now I have to accept it. I am so heartbroken. I Me thought they too. seemed like such a beautiful couple. And yes! it's just hard. And they had kids. Yes. And, like. All these things. It really does make me sad. And it's so unfortunate how the media, like, first they were going after Sophie, but then everyone started going after Joe and saying all this stuff. And it's just like, I don't think, I truly don't believe either of them did anything. I think Mm -hmm. it's just one of those things where it didn't work out. And there's so much we don't know. So we need to, like, stop attacking both of them. Like, this is not right. It's like like, a huge media storm. Like, it's horrible. It's It's horrible. horrible. And I feel so bad for both of them. And even more for their kids. Like, I'm sure they're trying to just, like, co-parent and figure it out the best they can. Um, And I sent you this clip on TikTok right before we started recording. But Joe Jonas, during uh, one of the Jonas Brothers concerts in L.A., basically Uh said, like, if it's not coming from these lips, like, don't believe it or something like that. And he just seems so emotional and drained and whatever. Yeah. And it's just a reminder to be like, just you don't know. So just stop. And the thing is, too, is that, like, they seem like very good friends still. Like, people Mm -hmm. don't realize that Sophie is still on tour with them. Like, Mm -hmm. she's there at the VIP tents with all Mm -hmm. the other wives, like, cheering them on. And so Mm -hmm. I truly believe that, like, they are – they still have a really good relationship. Mm -hmm. It's just that, like – this like PR media fiasco is so crazy. I'm like, it's crazy. What is happening? Like, we need to take like a couple steps back, people. Like, literally, like chillax, <laughs> yo. Yeah. So, but I'm very, very sad because I love them so much. Me too. So much. Me too. So. <sighs> Anyways, <but Right. laughs> okay. Um, in better news though, um. I'm going to kind of put these three in one, actually. Wow, okay. Because it's all in the same vein. Got it. So, number one, Kristen Chenoweth finally got married. (gasps) I saw. So, that was very exciting. Um, Joey King got married, which we kind of mentioned before. Yeah. She looked beautiful. Her dresses... That, that wedding, wedding in Georgia, in, in general. What am I it, talking about? Georgia. It <laughs> was Georgia. It was so Georgia. I couldn't even. <laughs> it was Georgia, okay? <laughs> no, it was. It was all the things. Like it was magical. Yeah. So very Wait, happy. How for her. old is she? 
I want to say she's like our age or maybe a year or two younger. Oh, really? I yeah. Think, I don't know why I think in my head that she's younger. Sorry, I'm looking at 24. No, okay, yeah. Okay. Huh, okay, well, good for her. Good for good her. Good for her. Yeah. Um, and then also Charlie Puth is engaged. Yes, I saw Which that. Which I was like, I didn't even honestly know he was dating anybody. No, but like, same. good for him. Same. Yeah. So again, despite all of these like celebrity relationships that have just been like falling apart lately. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that some are getting together. Yeah, like, yeah. Like kind of balances out a little. There is happiness somewhere. Okay, yes. people. <laughs> like, yeah, literally. It's not all depressing. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. Okay. Mm-hmm. My next one, I'm going to do like the most negative ones first. So then we can sure. end on a happy note. <laughs> okay, nice. Danny um, Masterson, who starred on that 70 shows, was sentenced to 30 years in prison after uh, raping two women. Um, that was just recently. Uh, like his trial mm-hmm. just gave him that sentencing recently. But then also recently, um, mm-hmm. Ashton and Mila are have been receiving backlash because their letters to the court on behalf of Danny was leaked to the public. Mm-hmm. Um, which again has also been a shit media storm as well. It's nuts because one of um, Danny Masterson's victims, um, whether it was a sexual assault or rape, mm-hmm. I'm not sure with this woman, um, but she was saying like basically put out a post where it <gasps> I was saw like that one paragraph was yep. to Ashton basically yep. saying like. I know what you did, like, especially around the time of, like, the Hollywood Ripper, because he was involved in that. And then, like, the other, um, the other paragraph was addressed to Mila saying, like, I hope you go to therapy and, like, buy time to heal for what they did to you on that set and all these things. And, like, There's something more happening. No, I don't even know what's going on. And, like, I don't even know what to think right now. And then I know, like, Danny Masterson's lawyers are, are, like, we're confident we can, like, turn around this conviction and all of these different things and like mm-hmm. I honestly just don't even know what to think about anything Me neither. like I really don't because I... I also I can't but again people never fail to surprise us like negatively mm-hmm. but like I also don't think I could see like Ashton Kutcher or Mila Kunis like saying those things if they weren't true if they didn't truly believe that but yes. then at the same time yes. like you don't know what he's doing when you're not around. Yeah, so like exactly. I don't it's, I just don't even know. It's hard because like we were talking about Sabrina and Taylor. It's like we it's like we act like we know these celebrities. Yeah. But literally. we don't. We do we not don't. know these people, okay? No. Yes, they are celebrities, but they are also people. We do not know yep. what they're doing. Even if they are in the public eye, like mm-hmm. it's they have like a team in order to curate their image as much as like quote unquote fake that sounds like that's the whole point of PR. Yeah. But also like I am I am conflicted as well because I think I think actions speak louder than words in some cases. And I feel like Ashton and Mila have done a great job of like speaking about what they support and what they don't support. Mm-hmm. So then when they've written these letters on behalf of Danny as well, it conflicts everything that, like, I think I know about them. And so it's Mm. hard for me to come up with an opinion because, again, it goes back to the fact of, like, I don't know these people as well. Like, it's it's hard to, like, judge them based on, like, what I know or what they put out. It's hard. I don't know. Or even this woman saying, I know what you did, like – 
I just, I, I don't know what to say about it. I mm-hmm. mean, I, I'm not the court. I don't know the evidence. Yeah. I don't know the yeah. case that well. If Me he neither, did those yeah. things, good fucking riddance. Go to prison. See ya. I don't care. Yeah. Like I, yeah. I just don't even know what to think, but yeah, it's definitely confusing. more things happening underneath the surface that we are yeah. not privy to, which 100%. again, I we're like, I'm just a regular fucking person in society. Like, of course, yeah. I'm not privy to it, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, that's, a, no. that's a whole different world. So literally, but yeah, it is fascinating. OK, yeah. so not in the same. There's a lot of weird news going around right yeah. now. Like, it's crazy. OK, so one thing I have to bring up. Have you heard all the stuff about Drew Barrymore's stalker, Chad <gasps> Michael Gusto? No, but I have seen the the clip of it. I've, I've seen clips of Renee talking about yep. it, of the whole thing. Like, <gasps> it's so it's like a whole crazy situation. And like, I have to do more research on it as well because I yeah. think it's fascinating. But for those of you who don't know, basically, Drew Barrymore was interviewing um, Renee Rapp at an event. And basically, this guy comes up and he's like, Drew, Drew, I need to see you, whatever. And you see Renee kind of get up and like kind of get scared and Drew kind of gets scared. And then they like walk off the stage and then eventually come back. Come to find out that this guy has been posting these really bizarre videos kind of talking about Drew and even did an interview with like reporters slash police and stuff after basically not being able to answer for sure if he would have hurt her or not and like all (gasps) these different things like no No. you need to look into it it is so scary because it's like I think there's like a stay away order and they were basically asking him if he would stay away if the order wasn't in place and he was like well I can't because I have a stay away order or whatever like it's just really gross it is really really creepy if you watch the way it's 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 scary so like that's crazy like I can't uh, and it, it's it's unfortunate because Drew is so seasoned that like this is probably not the first time that it's happened to mm-hmm. her and I think the way that she dealt with it like getting out of there immediately mm-hmm. was so smart on her part um but it's always scary and like that sucks you know you what literally I mean never know. like no yeah it, it's like Again, she's just a regular person. She is a celebrity. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. But she's also a regular person and it doesn't give you the right to approach her like that. Even like no. even I don't want anyone approaching me in Costco. Like, no, don't talk not. to me. <laughs> don't talk no, to literally. me. Literally. You know? Yeah. And so it's it's crazy that like we think some people think that they can <laughs> approach these celebrities like that. Yeah. And that, that it's okay. So oh God, that's scary. I really yep. hope that she is taking care of herself and that there are way more security measures in place after that incident. So I hope so too. Oof. Yeah. Okay. My next one is that this is still developing. So I, I don't know all the details, but 16 current and former staffers on the tonight show starring Jimmy Fallon have come forward to speak about the toxic workplace that they've experienced and all of the stuff that goes on during, um, a night show like that and so again it's still developing i i don't know a lot of details about it but that has I, come forward i just have so many conflicting thoughts because yeah. i feel like all of these shows and all of these things are saying oh it's a toxic work environment mm-hmm. and like this is becoming a trend now with shows like it happened with ellen degeneres it happened with james corden now but, it's 
But my question is, is it a trend or is it the culture that has been in place for so yeah. long that I now it's know. been being outed? Like, I, I don't know, because again, it's yeah. like it's it's mostly like a writer's circle there because you mm-hmm. need a lot of content in order mm-hmm. to do a Tonight Show or a Day Show or whatever. So, I mean, I don't. I don't know if that's maybe like the culture that has been mm-hmm. set for years now or if it's just like a new thing. Yeah, and I also the other thing I think about as well, that's a really good point, but I yeah. also think about like how much of that can you blame on just the host as yeah. well? Yeah. Because of course like they're the main person, mm-hmm. they can do a lot to create a certain environment, right? Of course, but of course. At, but at the same time it's like that's not created by just one person so i Uh also don't think it's fair to just come after like for example jimmy fallon or like james corden or whatever i have a hard time with those things because again i'm not there and i think that the narrative always becomes one thing or the other yeah no that makes sense and i think especially after i watched james corden's cardful karaoke with adele like hearing them kind of like talk about things and like sing i drink wine together i like no i'm not even joking like it made me have such a different perspective on things yeah because james corden got so much hate for literally no reason like i don't i don't know yeah. I just have my feelings, so. Yeah, I mean, again, it's it's developing. I still, I don't mm-hmm. know a lot of the details, um, but, yeah, I think you're right that, like, a lot of these, a lot of, a lot of this has been happening on a lot of shows recently, mm-hmm. um, which is odd, but also, though, like, I, I hope that the people who have come forward, um, are taking care of themselves and that they have Mm -hmm. obviously been very brave to like step forward and say something. But I also hope that the people who work on the tonight show are also taking this to heart as well. Cause I think it goes, it goes to what you said that it's just not one person um, creating this culture or this toxic workplace. Mm -hmm. It's like a whole entire team or who, or whoever is there. I don't, I don't know the politics of their leadership or whatever. So, and I don't say any of that to be like, oh, it's not true or like whatever. I think it's more so, and like a bunch of the other stuff we talked about today too, is like, we don't know the full story unless you're there. So like, I just, I don't know. I think it's important to like, try to like look at both sides and like, or look at all the sides, you know? Yeah. Because I think, and obviously that's just the media and that's never going to change anytime soon. But I think it's so important for like people like to our three listeners because we have a huge influence over here but like I think it's just I just think it's important to like talk about all the sides rather than just like bashing people or like making assumptions on things yeah no that makes sense definitely um have you heard about the Ruby Frankie Jody Hildebrandt eight passengers drama I'm sorry wait oh Oh, the yes, child abuse case. Yes, I have. Trigger against, warning. I don't against know. Against my will on my no, for you page. This is <sighs> disgusting <sighs> and fascinating. And it is going to be a documentary oh, within 100%. a year. Like, 100%. This is absolutely crazy. For yep. those of you who don't know, basically, there was this woman named Ruby Frankie who has been doing like vlogs for years and years on YouTube. It was called Eight Passengers. Um, She had six kids, a husband, whatever. And basically like recently her 12-year-old son 
escaped from this woman Jody Hildebrand's house, went to the neighbor, and the neighbor called 911. And you can hear the 911 call. He showed up to the neighbor's house asking for food, asking for water, mm-hmm. had duct tape around his wrist mm-hmm. with like they labeled him as like emaciated like Mm -hmm. had like open wounds like shit was going on in the house to say the least Mm -hmm. and basically they got i think they got um arrested for like six counts of felony child abuse and they just did like a first kind of trial thing and they're being held without bail um and obviously this is going to be an ongoing trial but you guys need to look into it because it is disgusting and so fascinating and like there's so many different facets to this i like actually like we could do a whole episode on it already honestly like yeah because you think about all these neighbors and family members and her own kids the records show that they have tried to call the police have tried to call like child protective services nothing ever happened and it finally took this 12 year old boy escaping Yes. No, the thing is, too, that, like, escaping and having proof that he looked so skinny, he had scars, you could see the duct tape, or the remnants of the duct tape on his wrist. Like, it's, it's, yes, he had to call, but then he also had to be the proof of it, which I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. How many times... Have we failed these kids? Has, Mm -hmm. has the system failed the kids? Has the people failed the kids? Like, I'm like, I... And you know me about this. Like any t- anytime anything deals when with kids, kids I'm fuck out. You. Yes, yeah, I'm literally. out completely. There's no, like, no. I don't. I don't care what your reasoning is. If no. it's with kids, I well, no. Yeah, no, literally. And yeah. here's two of the crazy things. The husband is now saying because I think they've been separated for a while yeah. that he didn't know this was going on and he wants to get custody of the kids. And I was like, if those kids end up with the dad, that's a huge mistake. Yep. There's no way he didn't know any of this was going on. While they were still making the vlogs, he knew that she would be like withholding food as punishment and all these things. Yeah. So don't tell me that you weren't a part of it. Second of all, during this like trial where she ended up getting held without bail or whatever Mm -hmm. she ended up blaming it on the kids and again another trigger warning she said that the kids were like sexually assaulting each other and things like that like and saying all this shit and i'm like first of all kids can do those things to each other at any age right i'm not saying that those things did or did not happen but what i'm saying is kids don't just learn that at that young of an age out of nowhere that is learned behavior yes so don't even try to blame it on your kids you are a fucking adult that is see that is my problem you know where it's like always these these fucking adults know better okay you should know better with these kids and i'm just like Ugh, that's so disgusting that she said that. Mm-hmm. And I just, I really, really hope these and then, kids are somewhere safe. Literally, like, oh I my think gosh. they're in they're in custody of like child protective services now Good. or whatever. But I think like, God. and then also another facet of this this Jody Hildebrand who was leading this some sort of parenting group, but yep. it was like, let's be honest, it was a cult, okay, yep. Yep. and like now that is a whole part of it too mm-hmm. and i guess things got work when the mom became involved with her like yep this case is fascinating yeah. in a horrific horrific way it just like makes me so sad because like again right like we're we're talking about how like there were records of them calling cps and you know, trying to get help and like nothing mm-hmm. nothing nothing until finally this finally broke them and got the attention that they needed the help that Literally. they needed and it's like okay well 
the reason why like they're giving they're getting so much media is because yes they have this whole like parenting group or whatever but like it makes me so sad because i'm like okay well this is just one case and i Mm -hmm. i always i'm always thinking about like the other kids who like don't have that support or aren't able to escape in whatever see it's just like that's how my mind spirals Mm -hmm. like i just like get into like a really big depression (laughs) spiral because it's it's like it well it's so hard too like especially in my work like i'm working with kids all the time and and there's been times i've had to file with dcf which is like the department of children and families which is like in the same vein as like cps and stuff and i it's it's hard because like you can make these reports but but a lot of the times it's like in my head because i'm a mandated reporter it's like okay i understand that i have to make this report but realistically i know it's going to get screened out when I know it I know. shouldn't be. I know. And it's like, it's the whole system is messed up. Yeah. And everyone always says that, but like it, it's really hard to like. I know. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, could talk about that for a long time because it's very yeah. complex, but yeah. All right. Next one. Next yes. one. Okay. More happy things. Okay. Okay. Yay. <laughs> um, Taylor Swift. Announced the Eras Tour movie coming to the U.S. Mm. on October 13th. Um, and on the first day of pre-sales, it broke the record and did $26 million in pre-sale tickets for AMC, which is literally so crazy. I think now it's officially passed, like, the pre-sale tickets for Marvel's Endgame or something, I think. Um, or infinity wars oh yeah so one of them it's either one of them one of those two movies but um which is crazy because it's literally just a concert movie but it i think it shows it shows the power and influence that she has had Mm -hmm. recently and just how big this tour is and also i want to state too that like more power to her to go directly to amc and bypass all these shitty studios Mm -hmm. who um SAG is still on strike with because they mm-hmm. haven't agreed to the terms yet. Still, yeah. they're still in the strike. Um, and so more power to her to, like, bypass them and just go mm-hmm. straight to a movie theater. So. Yeah. Pop off. I know, right? So I don't think I'm going to go see it because I saw it live and I was very privileged to see it live. Yeah. Okay? I fought in the trenches of the Ticketmaster War. Okay? <laughs> um, so I don't think I'm going to see it, but I'm I'm happy that, like, other people who – haven't been able to go to the concert is now able gonna see it so yeah and also kind of taylor swift related news there are rumors going around that she went on a date with travis kelsey <gasps> of the kansas city chiefs the tight yeah. end yeah yeah i couldn't see clips that of his so, podcast i oh my god him and jason's podcast is yeah. so funny is, i oh my gosh and jason's wife what's her name kelsey uh no, that's her last name. Something um, with a K. Her yeah. name is something with a K, I'm pretty sure. Um, but she's also hilarious too. Like that whole family, like oh, amazing. It's so yeah, so I, so good. I really hope they went on a date because honestly, they like would vibe well together. You and think? I think I, I don't think, know. I think Taylor, similar to Selena, I think Taylor needs to get out of the singer actor dating pool you know what i mean and i think like you know what it doesn't hurt to try a sports guy okay (laughs) it doesn't hurt to try i can't see them together but i think they're both nice people yeah i think because he's such a big fan of her Mm. and like truly appreciates the work that she does i think is very different to like the different guys that she's dating because i think i don't know it's a different level i think in a way i get you 
interesting <laughs> yeah i support mother and whatever she does <laughs> okay um i think this is my last one cool. so kylie jenner and timothy chalamet were seen at the beyonce concert in la i cannot believe this is real and I also can't believe that I kind of like them together. It's very confusing. It is very confusing. It's like uncomfortable that I like them together. And I, I sent this in one of my group chats with a couple of my friends, and we mm-hmm. were all like confused why we kind of like it. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. I don't know. I look, okay, see, the thing is, is that like I, I don't hate it, but I don't like it either. Mm. So I'm just like in the middle. Like I don't. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, when, when those pictures and videos came out, I'm like, oh. Oh, they're still together. And I was like, okay, cool. And then moved on. So, I mean, I think I've made my peace with it. (laughs) You're like, it's not making me violent anymore. So that's Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Have you seen the video of Zendaya and Tom Holland at Beyonce's concert? Yeah. They're the love of my life. He's like behind them and he's like filming Zendaya and like it's so funny it's so I cute i need them to get married me can, too can I, can I just say one thing if they decide to have kids that kid would be the most attractive and most talented individual so talented of all time so i'm not talented. even joking or being dramatic like that is just no, truth honestly like yeah i need them to get married like i don't I know they they can do whatever they want on their timeline, but they need to get married. Like I know, eventually. you know exactly. Yeah. Like I mm-hmm. just they need to get married, and they're just so <sighs> cute. Yeah, he like he loves her so, so much. much. Like yep. so fucking much, and it's yeah. it like makes me. <laughs> I gotta throw up. <laughs> we deserve a spider couple, okay? Yes, yes, okay. In my generation, in my lifetime, I deserve one spider couple. To succeed, yeah, okay? is that too much to ask? <laughs> yes, exactly. <sighs> All right. Well, that was a crazy pop culture section. Yeah, we haven't had one of those in a no, while, so that yeah. was that was good. I feel like everything just exploded as like summer came to an end. It They're did. Like, oh, I've... you want fall to be interesting? Here you Here go. Here you go. Yeah, yeah, literally. Because I feel like there was like boring, 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 and then all of a sudden just a spike. So yes, like crazy. Well, now that we finished that doozy, do you want to tell our listeners what we are talking about today? Yes. So today, Theoni and I will be chatting about Olivia Rodrigo's sophomore album, Guts, which came out this past Friday, September 8th. Um, and it's been very, very, very highly anticipated, right? Because it's Olivia mm-hmm. Rodrigo. Um, and so I was, I was very intrigued and excited to, um, to see and hear her, um, second album. Yeah. I think it's always hard when like you have such a big first album. It's like, yes. there's so much hype. There's yes. so much like anticipation. Like you want to live up to the standards and yeah. put out a good album and whatever. So I was very eager and interested to see like what vibe she was going to take with yeah, it like, yeah. um, and everything like that. So yeah. Do we want to start with our overall thoughts? Yes. Okay. I, you know, what? I'm going to guess that you didn't like the album. <laughs> Well, you said you were going to go first. Well, I didn't say I was going to go first. Okay. Um, I didn't love it. You're right. Yeah. 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 I, um, I am leaving room. I was talking to my roommate about this. Yeah. I'm leaving room for it to grow on me. Okay. Yes. Yeah. But I will say that I felt similarly to Sour and it didn't oh. grow on me that much. Okay. So I, yeah, I just didn't yeah. like it and I can go into why, but yeah, like yeah. I want to hear if you liked it or not. 
Yeah, so I I liked it, but I think I personally like sour more than guts. Mm. Like if I had to choose between the two, yeah. I think it would definitely be sour because in sure. my case it the album did grow on me over time mm-hmm. and I really, really, truly loved Sour. But I will say the reason why I didn't like Guts as much is because it is way more alternative rock than her mm. first album, which I don't blame her. I think that's her sound that she's going to move mm-hmm. forward with, which again, more power to her. But I think the reason why it was way more alternative rock on guts is because she tested it with sour and it yeah. succeeded so well that mm-hmm. she put way more alternative rock tracks on yeah. this album and like I'm not I don't really care for those tracks so yeah. I think that's why I was just like yeah I like it like fair. I don't I don't mind it but I don't love it as much as I loved sour yeah fair enough and yeah. I I will say it's interesting because I feel like that's one of the things I kind of like applaud her for in a sense is that like yeah the, the vibe she went for was very cohesive and like yeah it was very yes. early 2000s reminiscent oh! i felt like the whole time yes so, like, no i, I will say that which was like cool yes. it felt like nostalgic yeah but i have a few gripes okay so olivia rodrigo is a great singer right mm-hmm. we've been knowing this that's yeah. not what i'm about to say does not have to do with like her voice yeah. okay But the way it was recorded, and I understand that this was the vibe of the song she was going for, Mm -hmm. but, like, the quality of the recording was just not good, and I felt like there were a lot of effects Mm. on her vocals a lot of the time, like, making it sound a little fuzzy or whatever, and it just made it sound poor quality to me. So I didn't (laughs) love that. That's so funny, because I was going to say I thought the production was great. (laughs) Interesting. But I think that also gives a vibe of, like, the early 2000s. Like, that's why it felt early 2000s to me, and I think that was her whole whole shtick for Guts. It just Um, felt a little overdone throughout. I can see that, yeah. 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 Um, I also will say, every time I heard her scream or do her Mm. talking or, like, the whining thing that she did on purpose for the Mm -hmm. style of it... I got so sick of it by the end of the album. Like, I understand that that's, like, again, the vibe she's going for. So, like, I think she was successful in what she was going for. But, like, I could not stand that. I think it was so annoying. Like, I think she was trying too hard to give the attitude. Whereas, Mm -hmm. like, I feel like her her other songs and Sour, it felt a little more, like, authentic. And this just, like, I don't know why. It It just, like, really annoyed me. Okay, no, that definitely makes sense. I understand that comparison. And I agree. I think also, though, Guts is such a Gen Z album. It is. That it makes me realize that I am not a part of that Gen Z audience. Like, I am a crossover. I am a zillennial. I am in the middle. But it makes me realize that I am not Gen Z, Gen Z. Like, I'm like, percent. cool. Yeah. (laughs) It's so interesting because I was literally talking to my roommate about that as well. And she is is Gen Z. Yeah. Like, she is. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And I will say, which... I don't know how controversial this will be. And I do think part of this is just kind of like the history some of her songs have had sounding like other songs. But I will say almost every one of her songs on this album either sounded like each other, sounded Mm. like other songs she's written, or sound like other songs that are already out there. Like I just didn't feel that this was super original yeah. or unique or like exciting like I it it felt very like 
copycat even though i know mm. it's not i think people give her a hard time about that but like a lot of songs sound like each other okay yeah there's only so many melodies so like i want to yeah give her that break but i just didn't feel like i was listening to anything new yeah like for example all american bitch to me sounded just like start all over by miley cyrus mm, look it okay. up, <laughs> look um, it up. <laughs> ba- bad idea right literally the beginning of it sounded like the home depot song tell me i'm wrong <laughs> no <laughs> Hold on. Ready? <laughs> sure, sure. Okay. So that's bad idea, right? Ready? Yeah. And this is the Home Depot song. <laughs> Okay, I can see that. You cannot tell me. You cannot tell me. Yeah. Okay, I can see that. <laughs> and then and then in comparison to her own stuff, oh, Ballad of a Homeschool Girl, I thought that sounded kind of like Bad Idea, right? So, like, mm-hmm. I felt like those were kind of similar. And then yeah. also, Getting Back, I felt like sounded like this one song on TikTok I've heard where it's like, um... I got 99 problems, but a dick ain't one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you heard that song? Yes, I have. Yeah. So, again, those are just some examples, but, like, yeah. that that's kind of how I felt. And I think I think that is kind of her pitfall, I think, for Guts. Because I do agree, on Sour, there were some songs that sounded the same. Or maybe she just had a shit ton of ballads on Sour, unfortunately. No, no, yeah, mm-hmm. on Sour. And that's why they kind of all meshed together. But I think because she worked with the same producer, she worked with Dan, whatever mm-hmm. his name is. I think that's the reason why. It almost mm-hmm. sounds the same or there's not the evolution that you're looking for. Yeah. I'd... um, It's still good. I still like it. But I think yeah, that's yeah. another reason why people work with different producers yeah from album to album yeah and i it's yeah i think that that could definitely be part of it too and i just think one thing my roommate got brought up that i didn't think about this way but like this album it felt like she was trying to have a lot more like fun with it and it was supposed to be a little cheesy and like cheeky and whatever so in that sense again i feel like she accomplished what she set Mm -hmm. out to do but it just felt kind of like repetitive and not like my cup of tea. Yeah. But and it's I think not that it's bad. It's just yeah, my opinion. Yeah. And I think it's it goes to say a lot that she can have fun with her second album mm-hmm. because a lot of a lot of people only make or break their first. And yep. so the fact that she is able to have fun with her second yep. says a lot. And so I applaud her for doing what she wants to do because she mm-hmm. she has that track record of success. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. Um, do we want to go into our top favorite three songs? Right. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> um, so, what was your number three favorite song? I have honorary mentions. I only have one. <gasps> wow. Okay. <laughs> my honorary mention, and then I'll get to my third. Mm-hmm. Um, my honorary mention is "Teenage Dream," which, again, like I said. I think this is a very Gen Z album, so it's mm. hard for me to relate in a sense of all, like, the grunge and all mm-hmm. of the, you know, the struggles that yeah. she's going to. Which, again, too, it's great because she encapsulates the experience of a teenage girl so well. But mm-hmm. I am not a teenage girl. So yeah. in, in some of the songs, it was kind of hard to relate to or find sure. common ground. But I think Teenage Dream is such a tragic, tragic mm-hmm. song that 
I feel like everyone can relate to. And I think it goes back to my point that I was saying where it's like I'm constantly racing to a finish line that never exists. Like Mm. why am I constantly trying to run, run, run when I'm going nowhere in the first place where Mm. I have to constantly better myself when it's not going to do anything well for me. Um, And I think it's just like so tragic that I think women have this this like experience or this Mm -hmm. thought of like oh my god I'm never gonna be enough like I'm always gonna be running and I'm like holy shit (laughs) yeah so it's like the underlying tones there's definitely something there that like can be more universally related yes exactly yeah Yeah. so the one thing I will say about teenage dream okay there's only one teenage dream I know I know I know that's Miss Katy Perry I know so (laughs) I I had a little bit of a hard time with that because I was like but I'm like that's different different things yeah oh yeah yeah um my third favorite song Mm -hmm. it's like the third one um is ironically get him back (laughs) but this is the thing I think I've learned that I don't care for her alternative rock cracks I am Mm -hmm. much more of a ballad girly when it comes to Olivia Rodrigo because I think that's where her writing shines and I think Mm. where her emotion shines as well but get get him back was like the one alternative track where I was like yeah I can I can get on with this so fair yeah okay um (laughs) I think this one for me like so I wrote notes about every song and rated okay. them out of 10 as I was going through. So I would have like an accurate Oh my ranking. gosh. Okay. Yeah. I Because I feel like our last music episodes, I haven't been totally fair. So yeah, I'm like, okay. I want to be better. Makes sense. This is what I wrote for Get Em Back. I said, I hate her talking again. This reminds me of that TikTok song that's like, I got 99 problems, <laughs> but a dick ain't one. But then my other note said, the chorus sounds like retail limited to shopping music. <laughs> again 2000s yeah no exactly yeah again so i think though the talking is like very her very olivia like i don't i just again it's not bad but i just don't but i wonder i wonder if it's gonna be like a trend soon because you remember when like ariana grande kept sampling all the songs and everyone's Mm -hmm. like why is she sampling songs and then everyone did it everyone is now sampling songs now so i wonder if this is kind of like just something that she's trying to throw out there which again more power to her maybe it works and maybe it doesn't but like it is very olivia rodrigo yeah for sure yeah so my number three song is vampire which is interesting because i didn't really like it at first yeah but the more i listened to it it did grow on me yeah and i will say i think that this song stood out on the album because it like builds so much and like i feel like it flows but it builds at the same time and like it's part piano ballad part upbeat but somehow it fits together really well and so i think that that's that's really cool and that's probably why it was the single like it's it's a good song it's a good song yeah so it makes sense why it's a single um but i did like that one a lot very nice yeah very nice what's your number two okay my number two is logical because okay. girly is delulu and i am delusional as well <laughs> two plus two is five and i am the love of him li- of his life like she is just delusional constantly and i'm like oh 
oh, I can relate to that. Like, that yeah. makes sense. Yep. Two yeah. plus two does equal five in my world. If like, it wants to be equal five to me, it's going to equal five exactly. to me. Thank you. Exactly. Yeah. And I just, I mm-hmm. I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> and, it's, and it's a valid, right? It's a valid. Yeah. So I, I love her valid. So and I think good. it's so cheeky that it's called logical, but then it's like about being delusional. <laughs> no. Because like, but yeah, I think, so yes. I agree. It wasn't on my top three, but like it is like smart and like it, cheeky and funny. It, yes yeah. yeah see again that's what i'm saying i feel like her ballads are way more well written like she can mm-hmm. play with it so much more so yes for sure okay what's your number two so my number two is making the bed <gasps> um Very i nice. think it's i really liked the like um the difference between the verse and the chorus because like at first the like the verse sounded a little like spooky or like spicy yeah. and i was like okay that's cool but then the chorus was very like cathartic or like felt like you're taking a deep breath or like letting it all I don't know so it was it was really interesting and I thought the lyrics were like really cool Mm -hmm. like talking about how like you're making your own bed and like and the rest of the album is so angsty and like mad at other people almost but this one was very different because it was like very internal like oh I I'm doing shit too yeah like I I really like that I thought it was like a really good um way to show like her writing and the music yeah. too no so i agree mm-hmm. nice okay my number one song uh-huh is the grudge mm. um again i am just a sucker for her ballads and her writing and i think yeah. she does such a great job of encapsulating such a tragic feeling um that like lingers it's not like mm. you're it's not like, you know, her angsty kind of tracks where it's like in your face or whatever. I feel like the grudge is like a wound you forget is there and it comes up like yep. whenever you forget about it. And it's mm-hmm. always there. And I just feel like she does such a great job of like encapsulating that pain. And I'm like, sure, I'm going to throw up. <laughs> <laughs> I will say lyrically, I thought the grudge was really great. Mm-hmm. The music part of it, I was like iffy on, but okay. like the the lyrics, I agree. Like everything you explained, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, yeah. Okay, what's your number one? So my number one is "Love Is Embarrassing." <gasps> um, I knew it's gonna be your number one. <laughs> I knew it. I literally knew it. I just, I really like the beat. I thought it was so reminiscent yeah. of the two thousands. Like, um. It was yeah. a bit more unique, I felt like, compared to her other songs because I felt like she did, like, the talking thing. She did the screaming thing. She mm. did the whining thing. We know we can do – we know she can do a ballad. Good. Yeah. I've heard enough piano ballads from Olivia Rodrigo. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. But this <laughs> one felt, like, different than the other ones, which I really liked. And I'm also yeah. a sucker for, like, an upbeat song. But, yeah. like, this one felt really good. Yeah. So, I don't know. I just really liked it. I thought yeah. it was cool. No, I, I do like that song. Yeah. And, like, the lyrics were, like, so dumb, but, like, funny and, like, I agree. Yes. You know? Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Do we want to dive into our top three favorite lyrics? Yeah. Did you okay. rank them or did you just... I, I did rank them. Okay, cool. So what's your number three? Okay, my number three is from Making the Bed. Again, Ooh, sucker uh, for a valid. Yeah. Um, This is a part of the chorus and it basically says... 
I'm so tired of being the girl that I am. Every good thing has turned into something I dread. And I'm playing the victim so well in my head, but it's me who's been making the bed. I think, again, going back to your yeah. point, it is so self-reflective. And I think that's mm. so very hard for people to do it, during like in these days where it's like everything looks like you have everything in your life. You are so successful. You have the number one single, blah, 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 blah. But it's like, I think... I think it was just so very honest of her to be like, mm. I hate some of this stuff, but mm-hmm. it's like I'm I'm putting myself in this position. And it's yeah. it's I think it's hard again, like I said in general, for us to just self reflect on like where yeah. we are and what we're doing. Yeah, I love that lyric. Yeah. I think that song is super cool. Yeah. Okay, what is your third? Yes. So my number three um, is from Love is Embarrassing. It's not like these these lyrics aren't like super thought provoking or Mm -hmm. brilliant, but I just thought it was relatable kind of. Yeah. So it said, I told my friends you were the one after I'd known you like a month and then you kissed some girl from high school and I stayed in bed for like a week when you said space is what you need, waited by my phone like a goddamn fool. Like, again, I don't know that I can necessarily relate to that 100% now at this point in my life, but I just think, like, she really does have a way of putting these, like, it's almost like, you know how we talk about, we see these things on TikTok of, like, oh, I've never had one unique experience in my life. (laughs) I feel like she's good at, like, putting that into music, and this is, like, one of those examples where it's, like, who amongst us hasn't, like, gotten super excited about a guy right away, but we don't really know that much, but we have this feeling, but then they end up being an asshole. Yes, it's, like, the anticipation. It's, like, the yearning that she encapsulates so well where I'm, like, wow, like, that's, even if it's not, like, the exact experience that I've had it's the feeling of a similar experience exactly yeah so i like that one nice nice Mm -hmm. um okay my second top favorite lyric is from teenage dream Mm -hmm. um and it says they all say that it gets better it gets better the more you grow yeah they all say that it gets better it gets better but what if i don't and I'm like, Miss Livia, you need to sit the fuck down because I like, I can't like this is, see, this is the part where I like relate the most mm-hmm. where it's like, you know, yeah, everything does and can get better. But what if I don't, what if I don't grow? But it's yeah. like, why, but do I have to get better? Like, do I, mm-hmm. is it the question of like, can I just stay the same? Do I have mm-hmm. to constantly be moving and growing? Like, am I enough yeah. as I am? Like, it's, mm-hmm. I hate Very it. She's giving me. I know. And she's... it's crazy that she ended her album with a song like that too. Yes. Like. Yeah. It's like I, which I think is really cool when you think about because it's like mm-hmm. again, like you were saying, based off of those lyrics, it like it leaves you really questioning things and like yourself. Yes. And so it makes the album feel complete, but also incomplete. Yes, I know. It leaves room for more, but like the more is like a question mark of like a yep. more of what. So. Yep crazy I don't know yeah it honestly gives me like a midlife crisis like I yeah I'm like no stop (laughs) stop it thank you I've had enough exactly exactly (laughs) (sighs) okay my number two lyric is from Vampire, which I'm sure you've all heard these lyrics a yes. hundred times. But it says, and every girl I ever talked to told me you were bad, bad news. You called them crazy. Gotta hate the way I called them crazy too. You're so convincing. How do you lie without flinching? And I, I know, like literally, like 
it's it's crazy because I feel like you hear women talk all the time like if some guy you go on a first date with or whatever or you start dating is just talking shit about all his exes it's a red flag mm-hmm. because why are you talking shit about every single one like yeah. why are you but then like if you like someone or there's something about it you go along with it and like you yeah. validate them and it's like wait why am I doing that and like you just get so caught up in it I don't know I think it's just like that speaks so much to almost the beginning of like what can be a toxic relationship which I think is nuts yeah and the way that she has so beautifully like displayed it of like Mm -hmm. of also her journey of just like going along with it I'm like Mm -hmm. oh my like oh my god like it's crazy I'm like yeah yeah (laughs) 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 okay my number one favorite lyric mm-hmm. is from my number one favorite song, The Grudge. The, mine is as well. My number ah! one. Love it. The whole entire second verse. But if I had to like pick specific lines, I would pick these two specific lines. It would be, stop. And I know in my heart, hurt people hurt. And we both drew blood. But man, those cuts were never equal. That's my favorite lyric ah! too. <laughs> Why are we the same? Why are we the I same? I don't know. Why are we the same? I don't know, man. That last line kills me every single time. Like I, oh, like I just can't. Crazy. Ooh. I can't. Because it just speaks so much to the fact of like we're all hurting. We mm-hmm. all make mistakes. We all hurt people. We don't want to hurt on accident. But some, the the results are different when you're a shitty person yeah. versus a not shitty person. Yeah. Okay. But, but also, I think, too, this line very interestingly um, puts some of the blame on her as well. Like, it's mm-hmm. like, it's like we both did this. Like, yes, we yep. both did this. Like, hurt people hurt people. Like, I was hurt, too. Mm-hmm. But, like, those cuts were never equal. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, <gasps> that's crazy, girl. Yes. That's a crazy lyric. Yeah, literally. Like crazy. Oh God. I love I love that song. Like that is it's uh. I mean, I will say yes, her sound may not have evolved and it may be sound the same, but like she is a poet. Like I think she has mm. such a great eye for writing and lyrics and all that stuff. And so mm-hmm. I'll give her credit there. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. I think that's all I have to say. Yeah. But I Again, I think the things that I liked are not surprising. Like, I knew I would like a lot of her lyrics because we've been knowing she's a good songwriter. Like, she definitely has a lot of strength in that. Yeah. And, yeah, I it's not something I'm probably going to, like, listen to on repeat Mm -hmm. or whatever. But I will say, like, I think she accomplished what she wanted to accomplish. And I think that when you're an artist like that's what you gotta do you gotta make music for yourself you wanna like make it cohesive you wanna whatever and I think she did what she wanted to do so good on her I think so too yeah Yeah. I'm I I wish her the best and I hope that this album doesn't receive the same attention as Sour because I feel like the attention on Sour was so uncanny but like I really hope that this experience for her sophomore album is like everything that she hoped for so yeah Yeah. well Selena do you want to tell everyone what we're listening or what the fuck yeah what What are we talking about next week (laughs) 
<laughs> Next week, Theoni and I will be discussing the newest Netflix movie called Love at First Sight, which stars Haley Lou Richardson, which we both very, very much love. Um, and I'm excited for it. I've seen a couple of things around again like seg is still on strike so no one's really doing any promo but i've seen the trailer and it's a very like interesting concept so i'm, I'm yeah. intrigued if i will like the concept i just i just hope that it gives set it up vibes yeah. in the rom-com way like yeah. i think with the casting like i love Haley lou mm -hmm. and i feel like she could give off the same like i feel like it has potential yes so i'm just yes. really hoping it doesn't let me down because yeah. netflix rom-coms are so hit or miss yeah they really so, like, are i'm just really really hoping this turns out good <laughs> yeah yeah uh. Um, but anyways, thank you guys so much for listening and I'll see you next week. Bye.